Knack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is food news. More specifically, wine news. Yeah. Um, as everybody knows, I'm sure, uh, well, today, we're recording on Wednesday. And Wednesday was, because you're in the future, uh, <laughs> National Drink Wine Day. Woo! So there's a lot of articles about wine floating around today. Uh, this one is from Mental Floss, and the headline is, Wine Prices Are Dropping. Here's Why. Oh. They say, The price of wine is on the, de- on the decline. Not because today is National Drink Wine Day, because that would be in- very strange. I don't know why that would be <laughs> anything. Um, but primarily due to a grape surplus in California and a decrease in demand across the country. Who would have thought people want less wine? Oh. That seems that seems wrong huh. to me. That is surprising. Uh, great name incoming. Jeff Bitter, <laughs> president of Allied Grape Growers, said that demand had grown pretty consistently for about 20 years before abruptly slowing down in 2015. I, I wonder if he's bitter about that. <laughs> that sur- he has to be. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> that name. I hope he's bitter all the time. I shouldn't wish that on somebody. It's just- anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that surprising but- decrease combined with especially plentiful grape harvests at Northern California vineyards, which uh, were partially the result of improved harvesting techniques, has forced the market to drop its prices. Uh, Mr. Bitter says, Since it takes up to five years to bring wine to market from the initial planning stages of planting a vineyard, it makes hitting future demand very complicated. In this case, we overshot demand. That kind of lines up with the 2015 drop in demand, and it's 2020 somehow. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Prices will likely stay low for a few years while vineyards figure out how many acres of vines they need to match consumer demand. Meanwhile, the rest of the wine industry will be trying to figure out how to increase demand by targeting a seemingly indifferent demographic. You guessed it, millennials. Oh, my God. We're we're so unreachable. Yeah. Um, Rob McMillan, founder of Silicon Valley Bank's wine division, whatever that means, (laughs) explained in the annual report on the state of the wine industry, again, what, that is... (laughs) price drop could be one way of tacitly encouraging millennials to choose wine over other types of alcohol because we're so cheap. Um, but yeah, so they're like wine prices will go down and so it'll be a more desirable form of alcohol to consume. Okay. Is it going to be cheaper than white claw? <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Is it cheaper than avocado toast? Probably. It, beer? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, who the, who are these people in Silicon Valley that are just what are they just making money off wine and they don't actually have a like I don't who are these know people? who are what's, these people what is know. the the wine division of a bank yeah is like that... what what is that I don't know what that I, is I, I I'm agreeing with you that I'm just very I have a lot of questions the good like, news cheap wine cheap wine is good yeah expensive wine's good too <laughs> yeah all wine is good I love wine I, I haven't met, I I honestly haven't met a wine that I haven't like enjoyed a little bit I prefer a red. But yeah. even even like a white every once in a while, like a reason. Okay, okay. But I prefer a Pinot Noir. So this is actually a perfect transition into my first story today, which is also wine news. <laughs> to celebrate National Wine Drinking Day, uh, 
And I actually have the results of a survey <gasps> about wine. I love stats. <laughs> okay, I found this on Forbes, but actually all of the numbers are from nationaltoday.com slash national drink wine day. Okay, let's... <laughs> whoa, okay. I, I don't really know what that is or who's running that, but... There's a lot of nationals in there. <laughs> they surveyed a thousand people in this country about their wine drinking habits. Okay. So, uh, if there's uh, anyone I trust on wine, uh, wine opinions, it's Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of reasons. <laughs> Known for our, con- that, our consumption. For that. Um, so in the first section, they asked people what their favorite types of wine were. Okay. So you were just saying, you know, you like reds. Well, 42% of all the participants preferred red wine. So it was almost half. Almost half. Now, the other more than 50 Hard. was not all white wine. Okay. 16% of the people surveyed didn't know different types of wine, so they couldn't answer the question. Wait, but the choice was between red and white? No, Surely they at the, least know that. They didn't actually show you, so I had to kind of get this from context, but I think they, they just listed like Merlot, Zinfandel, oh, okay. blah, so they, blah, blah. And then they grouped them. And yeah. then they grouped them that way. Okay. And so 16% of the people were like, I don't know different types of wine. <laughs> to be fair, that's like, I don't even know if I'm there yet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know I, I know different varieties, and I know ones that I've liked, but I don't I, like. If you put two glasses of red wine in front of me that were different styles, I sincerely doubt I could tell you which was which. Unless it was yeah, like, unless it was I something really that different point either. But I know, like, if you asked me, like, oh, I like Malbecs, so I could say mm-hmm. that at least, like, that yeah. was one of the options. I like but, a Cab Sauv. So. So 16% didn't know the types of wine, 42% preferred red, but then they didn't report on what the rest of the distribution was. But if all those other people liked white wine, that was also 42%. So that's the same number as the red wine. I did the math, so it must not be that, but... What about like rosé? Does that count? (laughs) I don't know if that was in the list. I'd have to look. Ice wine. Ice wine was definitely not in the list because I totally would have checked ice wine. (laughs) Feel free to judge me, but I love ice wine. I mean, it tastes delicious. What's not to love? So uh, the next section asked people how many glasses of wine they drink in one sitting, usually. Uh-huh. Uh, 39% of participants said two glasses, and that was the highest percentage. Okay. Um, 6% of per- participants said they usually drink an entire bottle of wine in one sitting. <laughs> uh, Most often. <laughs> three, uh, which is a little problematic. Oh, um, great. 3% of the participants answered five plus glasses, which is even more problematic, considering that a bottle is really like four, four right. maybe five. If they're small, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's probably not good. Uh, then, <laughs> Uh, 37%, this is kind of like a separate thing, said at some point they have finished a bottle of wine by themselves. Yeah, I have. I mean, I've done that too. Right. (laughs) A lot of people have done that. No judgment here. Um, Other weird survey results include 3% of those surveyed judge people who drink rosé. Positively? No, No. (laughs) negatively. Um, I like a rosé. Yeah, I mean, they're fine. They're like, 9% of the people surveyed always buy boxed wine because it's cheap. So but it's they don't, so bad. I know. And so I feel like they there's, don't, there's yeah. cheap bottled wine, too, that's there is. always better. Yes. It's so bad. 100% agree. Boxed like, wine you don't is need so to buy gross. boxed wine. It just wine. tastes sulfuric. Like, that's, like, the main note I get with, like, a boxed you wine. You think it tastes sulfuric? It's got, like, a kind of... 
not like rotten egg, but like in that direction. Like it, it I don't know. It has like a chemical taste to me in, in like that bulb, yeah, that, I, that range. I can kind of see weird. that. Yeah. doesn't taste it doesn't light. Taste good. I don't yeah, know no. what. No. It's definitely not good. I don't like it. Yeah. It's good if you're playing wine pong because it's real. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's you don't want to drink it anyway. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, if it spills, oh well. Oh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 3% always cry when they drink wine. <laughs> that's so many. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, yeah, like it's, yeah. I mean, relatively speaking, it's a small number, I guess, but like 3% well, is three, like. Wait, 3% of 1,000 is 30? Yeah. Right? So yeah. I feel like it's only 30 people. That's actually still a lot of people. That's still a lot of people and to have found them all for this study. <laughs> that's a lot of people. I only are... cry sometimes when I'm drinking wine. Same. <laughs> and then this is my absolute favorite. Uh-huh. Nine percent of the people surveyed have slapped a bag of wine, and no other details were provided. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> With no contest, these people have slapped a wine bag. Just like, how did they come up with that question? I don't know. I don't know. I, I've I definitely heard of people like in parties just like slap, like slap the bag. It's like a is thing. that a thing? That's yeah. a thing. Why? Like just to get the last drop out or something. I don't know. Oh, is it like a oh or like. I don't the idea that it'll make it like flow out faster, which it doesn't. But it, I, I don't know. Oh, I've definitely, I, I I've definitely heard it as a thing before. I, uh, I don't know if I, I have participated. That. Well, maybe you have, and you. Maybe I have, and I don't remember. Remember <laughs> that seems unlikely. I don't think I've ever blacked out drinking wine. <laughs> My next story is technology news. nothing to do with wine this is from some website called electrek.co okay um so that's extant um the headline is tesla autopilot gets tricked into accelerating from 35 to 85 miles per hour with modified speed limit sign oh wait so, someone okay yeah this is a group of hackers has managed to trick Tesla's first generation autopilot into accelerating from 35 to 85 miles per hour with a modified speed limit sign that humans would be able to read correctly. But it like manages to trick the AI into thinking it says 85 instead of 35. And I'll show you the picture oh. of the modification. It is minimal and kind of terrifying that, um, don't worry too much though. There's good news towards the end of the article. Um, uh, this was hackers at uh, McAfee Advanced Threat Research that conducted the experiment behind everyone's favorite antivirus software. I, guess. I don't know. Oh, I, I hate that, these that McAfee. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> favorite was uh, sarcastic. Uh, they decided to target the Mobileye camera system since it's deployed in over 40 million vehicles, including Tesla's first generation autopilot vehicles, which were used for this specific experiment. Uh, they decided to try to modify speed limit signs in ways that a human would still be able to know the limit, but the automated system would get confused. Um, they explained their findings thusly. Uh, by making a tiny sticker-based modification to our speed limit sign, of the term sticker-based, yeah. <laughs> uh, we were able to cause a targeted misclassification of the Mobileye camera on a Tesla and use it to cause the vehicle to autonomously speed up to 85 miles per hour while reading a 35-mile-per-hour sign. It is worth noting that this is seemingly only possible on the first implementation of uh, TACC, which I had to look up, is traffic-aware cruise control, um, when the driver double-taps the lever engaging the cruise control. If the misclassification is successful, the autopilot engages 100% of the time. 
So if they like modify the sign in this way, it 100% of the time causes it to misread it. It's not good. Nope, not great. However, uh, McAfee, McAfee, Mc, whatever, confirmed that it is uh, that it disclosed its findings to both Tesla and Mobileye before making them public, and patches have since been released. So okay, this shouldn't like by spreading awareness of this, we're not increasing the chance that somebody goes with some painter's tape and, and messes with the yeah. sign. Um, okay, good. But yeah, kind of scary. <sighs> it is. Kind of surprised something it's... like this hasn't happened already, honestly. It seems like yeah. the kind of thing some real-life troll would do. Well, now they kind of did. Isn't that kind of what this was well, a little bit? But it was like for a good cause. Yeah, they were trying that's to fair. find This is what they did. That's all. That's the only modification they made to the sign. Wow. Even just looking at it, you kind of wouldn't notice unless you knew you were looking for it. Like they just they, Basically, they extended the middle so, of the three. So... It's interesting because I bet that the like the training data for the algorithms that look at those mm-hmm. have only looked at the standard signs because that's right. what and the what fact else that it's a standard, be, you know? yeah. Which is it's kind of nice actually that we do have a standard speed limit sign like nationwide for yeah. this purpose. But exactly. The fact that it's only trained on that means that a slight modification can completely confuse it. Right. Um, so that's the, that's the weakness of any AI, AI algorithm is that you need your training data. Your your training data has to be Varied. expansive enough yeah. to uh, let your thing account for different situations because otherwise you don't know how it's going to act if it's never seen something like that before. To a human, it's like not it doesn't right. even seem seems like a minuscule change. But yeah, and that's where the problem yeah. comes. And if it's like if they had made it look like an eight with tape. And like then a human could still tell or still would be confused. I mean, yeah. you'd probably be like, this doesn't seem like an 85 zone, but, you know, <laughs> right? it's still. Like you would read that as an as the number eight. Mm-hmm. But, but this one, this one, you would not. But right. I wonder, I wonder if after Tesla found out about this, they just like fed a bunch of mo- like, like damaged or like modified signs into their if, database just to make sure. If they have good engineers, that is exa- exactly what they did right. <laughs> after they that's, found out about that's this. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. This is why some of the automated driving stuff still scares me a little bit. Yeah, I don't think we're fully there. Like, I'm, I'm still, you know, generally optimistic about it, but I don't think we're there yet yeah. with all the bugs. I mean, what I want is basically, like, smart roads and, like, an established standard for these smart cars so that they're all not smart cars. That's name's already been taken. Um, <clears throat> but basically they're able to use, like this common standard and like interact with each other and like know that other ones are on the road and like know what they're going to do and that kind of thing. Like once we're at that point, I'll feel very safe because I trust computers over human drivers anytime. But until like when you've only got some automated cars and still have human factors, like that's, that's when I get a little nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay, my next story is entertainment news. I found this on fox8.com. The headline is, New Caller Translates Your Dog's Barks into Curse Words. I love this (laughs) idea. I love this so much. Your dog can now vent out all its frustration in cuss words. For $60, the cuss collar, which fastens around a dog's neck, will spit out a swear word every time your dog barks. <laughs> Pre-recorded words include, 
and these are abbreviated because I'm not going to actually mm-hmm. say them, but right. uh, BS, the full thing, uh-huh. the F-bomb, and other similar swear words. <laughs> I, I love this idea so much. <laughs> this makes me yeah. so happy. Uh, the product's website states that the product is not a shock-slash-vibration-slash-training collar and is not intended for anti-bark training use. It's just a gag gift. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it has no actual purpose. <laughs> Except to be the funniest thing you've seen in your life. <laughs> so the company that made this is called MSCHF. I don't know if you've heard of them before, but they're... They yeah. just make like no. gag products and websites. That's oh, like their mischief. Whole... Is that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much more sense. You heard it live, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Did not get that. I'm just like, what is MSCHF I was just repeating in my head, like, that's got to be. That has to be what something. it is. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think, think, it, I, think right. it's mischief. Yeah. I just didn't get that when I was looking at it. Because it's like. All caps. I mean, it's yeah, not. Yeah, no, I... Okay. Anyway, mm. <laughs> now I feel stupid. <laughs> so their whole thing is that they make things that, like, no one really needs, but people just, like, find entertaining. Like, just gag stuff. Um, so some of their other offerings include <laughs> Times Newer Roman, a font that looks just like Times New Roman, but has ever so slightly wider characters, so your typed paper or document will be longer than if you used regular Times New I Roman. I think I've heard of this before. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I did, I did not yeah, so they recognize made the name, but yeah, that, I think I've heard of that. That's awesome. Times Newer Roman, and they have, like, examples of it and stuff, and it looks just – like, it looks like it. Like, it's if you were just, just at subtle it. enough that it still results in it's, – it's like yeah. when you change the spacing slightly on a paper to try to yeah, make it – Yeah, or, like, just make only all the periods, like, bigger or something like uh-huh. that. Well, like, cha- little, like, things like that. It's or basically like, adju- like that. Yeah, like adjusting your margins and things. Yeah. Right. Um, We've all done it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they also have – the word of the day game, which is a daily guessing game in Slack. There's like this public Slack chat you can join where if you guess the word, you win a thousand dollars. And it's just a new word every day. It could be any, any word in word. the English language. I think it's just the English language, but yeah, any word. And there's no clues or anything. So you just have to guess random words. And if you happen to guess the right one, you can win a thousand dollars. That's gotta be chaos. Oh yeah. <laughs> they they've also done man eating food, which is a collection of Hundreds of videos of the same man eating all different types of food that people have requested on Reddit. And, like, it includes, like, really weird stuff, like pancakes with, like, celebrities' faces on it. And just, like, it's just so random. It's just really weird. They also have... What a sweet gig, though. Yeah. The M Journal, which is a website that converts Wikipedia articles into legit-looking academic papers. (laughs) And you can, like, make a citation and stuff. And if you, like, click the link, it'll, like, go to this thing that just has, like, a page. And it's, like, if you want to see the whole thing, you must pay for a subscription. And it, like, makes it look like it's this, like, legit I think I've actually heard of that one, too. Yeah, so that's from them too. Yeah, wow they they've they've created some really great stuff. <laughs> it's just it's pretty, that's all it's just, stupid. It's just all stupid stuff that's entertaining and I want this kind of just. If I stuff. got this collar and just put it on and started screech, like shouting, would it work for <laughs> you me too? Put it on you, it probably would. I'm if sure. I just start going. Rah! <laughs> I think it's 
just works through vibrations. So I'm sure you could <laughs> you could use it if you really wanted to I do just, that. Uh, I desperately <laughs> want to see a dog with this collar. <laughs> More than almost anything. I mean, I have a dog, so maybe I'll get the collar. But it, it's sold out right now, so of course it is. It's a great drive, idea. But, you know, you can, they have a number on their website. That you can like join like a text alert list, and they'll like send out texts when they have new products, when things come in stock, and stuff. So if you're listening to this and you're interested, you can go to their website and join that. It's pretty fun. That's awesome. I love this. My next story is food news. Getting hungry. Maybe this will stop it. Um, this is from USA Today. Peeps introduces five new flavors for Easter, plus mini peeps for egg hunts. Mini peeps? Mini peeps. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> you, you're intrigued. Um, peeps, the most popular non-chocolate Easter candy. <laughs> so, kind of showing your hand there, well, huh, peeps? Wait, I never thought about that. There aren't a lot of. I'm surprised it's not Easter jelly stuff. beans, though. Oh, wouldn't it be jelly beans? Maybe that's the second. I always thing. have jelly beans at Easter, but maybe that. I don't know if that's just my family. Um. Anyway, they announced on Wednesday. That's today. National <laughs> Drink Wine Day. Uh, it's the latest con- collection of treats and varieties. Uh, peep lovers can choose from five new flavors: <laughs> Fruit Loops, Hot Tamales, Fierce Cinnamon. <laughs> Ew. Raspberry dipped in cream fudge. That's what? the flavor. It's not like an actual raspberry peep dipped in cream fudge. It's just, that's the whole flavor. Um, root beer float and chocolate pudding bunnies. Okay, I have questions. I have questions too, but I don't know if I could answer them. <laughs> <laughs> what is, wait, the raspberry one? Raspberry dipped, dipped in, in cream, cream fudge. fudge. What is cream fudge? I don't know. <laughs> Okay. All right. I have we'll, no idea. We'll move. We'll move past that. Yeah. And then the last one was bunny flavored. No, no, it's chocolate pudding flavored, but they're shaped like bunnies. Oh, you know thought, how they also have like I the thought, the peep the bunny peeps. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, for some reason I thought you were saying it was, it was flavored. It's rabbit bunny flavored. Flavor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, I don't get that. Yum. I don't know what that is. It tastes like rabbit stew. It tastes like rabbit meat. Yum. And chocolate. Gamey. Um, Peeps also unveiled two new treats along with its five new flavors. Peeps flavored jelly beans, which are just probably just jelly beans. Like it's what? just sugar flavored, right? No, I don't. That's the same thing. What's a peep flavor? I don't know. And also, marshmallow. Yeah, I guess because they have marshmallow flavored jelly beans, right? I've had that before. Oh yeah, I mean, like I mean the jelly bots. Yeah, birdie bots and jelly belly have made every flavor I've yeah. imagined at this point. Um, and also individually wrapped mini peeps, perfect for Easter egg hunts. So they're just like tiny peeps wrapped in plastic that you can put in an egg. I see. It's not that exciting. Sorry. Great. More single-use plastic. I know, right? That was also my first reaction to it. I was like, oh, good. We don't need this. Yeah. Uh, I love individually okay. wrapped. That's one of the worst phrases in the English language. Do- um, so this is a quote. <laughs> <laughs> The Peeps brand has become an icon in American pop culture. Has it? Calm down. Uh, With its instantly recognizable colors, yellow, shapes, and flavors holding a special place in the hearts of many for nearly seven decades. It's just a sugar-coated marshmallow. It's a sugar-coated marshmallow. Caitlin Servian, brand manager for Peeps. Let's (laughs) get it together. Let's get it together. I know it's his job, but calm down. I think 
Oh, I thought you said, oh, I misheard you. No. Caitlin, I misheard you. Yeah, Caitlin needs to calm down. Um, We strive to meet the perfect balance of history and innovation, again, what, uh, by continuing to offer our classic peeps, chicks, and bunnies, while also bringing new and exciting products to our fans. Get the word exciting out of your mouth. That's not... (laughs) Get that word out of your mouth. Like like Alex said, it's a sugar-covered marshmallow. Like, congratulations on that. I like, I honestly don't think people buy Peeps for the flavor. They're, first for the, of all. The, they're mostly for the novelty, I think. Yeah, like it's they're, because they're cute looking. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's the only reason I've ever. You know what else is cute? Them. A chocolate bunny. Oh, you know what yeah. tastes a million times better? A chocolate bunny. <laughs> I love a chocolate bunny. I mean, it tastes like cho- it's chocolate. See, but you know, it, unpopular opinion. I have never been a fan of like just giant things of like solid chocolate. Solid chocolate can be can be problem like problematic like, i like like a hollow chocolate bunny ideally even sure but even that is like not super exciting for me hmm. like i like things that are like chocolate mixed with other things like i don't like just chocolate by itself like i've just never interesting that's just never been my taste so oh well, alex i think this is the first time we're gonna have to disagree on something <laughs> and that's okay podcast is over I'm disagree. <laughs> no we're not going to get past this. I don't this, is, know. this is it. This is, this is where I, this is the first and last straw. Um, anyway, and for those looking for more than just candy, Peeps is bringing back its Peeps flavored Kellogg cereal. Gross. Ew. And International Delight coffee creamer. Gross, gross. Wait, they Peeps make you Peeps flavored, flavored coffee, coffee creamer? creamer? Again, sugar? What is it? Marshmallow? Okay. I, get, I mean, it's just like it's what? sugary coffee creamer, but like. It just. I would have used that if I wanted to really, really sugar up my coffee. That's true. I mean, yeah, I guess I, I imagine that's what it would do. Yeah. I mostly just brought this to bad mouth peeps. I, I think they're <laughs> gross. I don't like them. You don't like them at all. I mean, they're. I mean, I it, like, I like them. them as much as I like marshmallows and sugar. I guess, but like, if like, I'm if I'm going to have an Easter candy, I want a jelly bean or I want a chocolate something. Okay. That's like so. Okay, so I actually do like Peeps. I just don't think that they're this, like... Cultural phenomenon? Yeah. Like, it's not like, <laughs> oh, it's a cultural wonder Peeps at Easter. Like, I don't see that. They're just There are not... two eras of time, before they're and cute. after Peeps. <laughs> they're, cute. they're cute. They're fun. They're good to give us a gift at Easter time because, again, they're cute and fun. Mm-hmm. And you don't just give someone a marsh- like marshmallows. That'd be that strange. That would be incredibly you strange. You give them Peeps if you want to give someone candy that's Easter-themed. That's why they're successful. It's not because the flavor is like extra special or something. It's lit- it's just a marshmallow with sugar. Right. So. So. So what I'm hearing is everyone send Alex Peeps and send me chocolate rabbits and we'll be good. Yeah. I, I like this plan. All right. My next story is also food news. <laughs> yes. All the food news this week. Just as uh, I just as I stopped my appetite with my last one, <laughs> I'm afraid now. Well, you might not have an appetite after this story. Okay, good. <laughs> so, oh, this is also from Fox News. The headline is: People think butter made from insects tastes as good as the real thing. Study claims. Researchers at <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need to know more. <laughs> Researchers at Ghent University in Belgium studied whether or not taste testers could tell the difference between food items made with traditional butter and ones that used insect fat. 
To achieve this, they made three versions of each item, one with regular butter, one with a quarter of the butter replaced with insect fat, and then a version where half the butter was replaced with the insect fat. But not a version where all I was going to say, the so they replaced. don't know for sure that, <laughs> that it's completely, yeah. like, it completely replaces it. Yeah, unless they did do that, and then the results of that weren't what they liked, and then they removed it. But I have no evidence to say that they did that. So. Ethics and research. Come yeah. on, people. <laughs> so according to the results of the study, taste testers could not tell the difference between regular cake and cake with a quarter of the butter um, replaced with insect fat. Mm-hmm. And this was made from the larv- larvae larva of black soldier flies. Okay, that was good. That was going to be one of my questions: is where do they? How are they producing butter from insects? But okay, <laughs> that, that's the only larva from black soldier flies. That was the, I, the only. I guess that they're kind of goopy. Given. Yeah, it's kind of it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> they also served taste testers waffles, and they could not tell the difference between any of the three versions. And I'm assuming that it was just like topped with the mixture. And not like yeah, I was in the say, batter. Waffles don't typically have butter in them. Yeah, but people put it on top, right? Right. So I'm assuming it was that. It didn't say, but I'm assuming that's what it was. So okay. and they couldn't tell the difference between any of the three versions. All right. So in the published results, the authors explain that the ecological footprint of an insect is much smaller compared to animal-based food sources, which is true. Also, insect fat contains lauric acid which provides positive nutritional attributes since it is more digestible than butter. And supposedly it also has antibacterial, antimicrobial, and antimycotic effects, which I forgot to look up what that means. So I'm sorry (laughs) uh, when it's consumed, but I don't have any references to back up those claims of that. But uh, Hmm. they're just saying like, oh, this could be a more sustainable alternative to, you know, a common dairy product. So I feel like there's. I've seen articles before talking about how insects are just a more sustainable food source, and that we mm-hmm. should be eating more of them. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like, have a problem with it. I when, for- when I hear insect butter, though, like I think in my head of just like regular butter, but with like <laughs> ant legs pointing out, like poking out of it. And I know that's Ew. not what it looks like, but that's that that's not particularly appetizing. Yeah, but but I think it's just insect, you know, the fats from that mm-hmm. turn into a butter. Okay, so. I'm down. Yeah. I'd would, try it. Yeah, I would try it. Have you ever eaten an insect before in any form? Actually, I don't purpose. think I have. Have I you? I went to some event at a museum one time and they had like little cricket chips that were like, I think they grind grind the crickets up into flour and they use it to make the chips. Okay. They're good. Uh, I have heard of cricket protein mm-hmm. as a thing. Yeah. They're a good source of it, apparently. Yeah. And they're much more sustainable than... And cows. Did we talk about that on the podcast? It's I very possible. Read something at one point about protein powder made from crickets, but I don't know if I actually, if we actually talked about it. Yeah, um, we've definitely gotten to the point where uh, there's no way I'm going to remember. Yeah, about. <laughs> it's been a while now. It's been almost two years. Almost two. Wow. Yeah, we're getting almost cl- to the two year point. That's wild. So anyway, uh, yeah, eat more bugs, people. That's what I'm hearing. Yep. All right. It's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Wayne. Ready, set, go. Go.
Okay, the story that I found is just going to further ruin people's appetites, I think. Uh, this is from MLive.com. The M, I think, stands for Michigan. Okay. Um, here's why Burger King is proudly advertising a moldy Whopper. Okay, ew. Yeah. Yeah, you think ew. Wait till you see the pictures. I won't oh. show you, but... There's photos of it. Oh, yeah. No, this is... They're, they're, no, I want to see the they're pictures. They're using it for advertising. What the... Um, they said Burger King is taking a bold approach to market its decision to remove artificial preservatives from its iconic menu item, a Whopper covered in mold. Uh, that's not the iconic menu item. That's the advertisement <laughs> of the Whopper, which is the iconic menu item. Um, so the ads featuring the moldy burger released on social media make a reference to the number of days that have passed since the sandwich was, was prepared. And a line reads the beauty of no artificial preservatives. Um, so yeah, basically the ad campaign is just pictures of moldy burgers that say how long they've been sitting out. <laughs> what? Um, what is this supposed to achieve? Well, they're advertising the fact that they don't use preservatives anymore in it, I guess. And so but, it can mold now when it couldn't before. I guess it would just stay fresh, quote unquote, fresh forever. But like people don't associate moldy food with like a good with no, good they feelings. Do. Don't, so no, they do would... not. And also, I don't think anybody is associating Burger King with like no artificial preservatives. Like you don't go to Burger King because you're really worried about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they said they're offering the Whopper sandwich with no preservatives, colors, or flavors from artificial sources in the U.S. Um, the product is already available in more than 400 restaurants in the country and will reach all restaurants throughout the year. So right now, it's kind of, you don't know what you're getting when you go in. I guess. Wow. But, um, additionally, the brand has removed colors and flavors from artificial sources from all core menu sandwiches and sides across the U S so, I mean, I, it's a good move. It's just a weird advertising choice. Um, and here's a quote, um, at Burger King restaurants, we believe that real food tastes better said Fernando Machado, Machado, Fernando Machado. It's a great name. Uh, restaurant brands, international global chief marketing officer, that is a long title and a statement. Uh, that's why we are working hard to remove preservatives, colors, and flavors from artificial sources from the food we serve in all countries around the world. Thank you for that. Nothing statement, Fernando. Um, but yeah, here, I'll, I'll show you a picture if you want to see it. I, I want to see it. Yeah, I want to see it. This is like I'm what ready. one of the ads looks like. The beauty of no artificial preservatives. Mold. Like, what? Yeah. Ew. There's a certain cleverness to it, but it's just not what you want to see from a food company. Like, and I don't know who you'd want to see it from. <laughs> it's, it's just too, it's it's too so, intellectual for yeah, and it's, an advertising it's campaign so like graphic that. graphic, too. Because that visual elicits negative feelings. Maybe in like in a viewer. day of low-res photography, but like that is just... Ew. Oh, it is vile. <laughs> Oh, okay. Anthony just zoomed in on it. It's by the way. so he, like, fuzzy. It's, it's it's really it's incredible. it's really high res, and so you can zoom in on it and see like all the parts of the mold. Yeah. And it's just like oh. They also there's Gross. also a video that's like the, it shows it molding over the course of thirty days. It's kind of stomach churning, but that's going to be in the story we'll link. But I. It's gross. It's so gross. Like it's like, don't you? They want their advertising to make people feel hungry, right? right? You want it to be appetizing, and, and that or be appetizing is not doing it for me. Opposite. Ugh. <laughs> Very strange. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Sorry. Whoever came up with that, I don't. I don't think that one was a 
You tried. It's a good effort, I guess, but you know. That's all I can say. You tried. Well, somehow I also found a breaking news that has to do with food. Um, <laughs> How many stories is that this now? This is like Six. <laughs> all of our stories have to do with food. Uh, anyway, this is just another, like, just something going viral right now. Um, a woman posted a video of herself on Twitter taking a bath in hot Cheetos. Did you see this? How does that work? That's not a liquid. It's literally, it's a vit. Well, I think it's like she poured bags of hot Cheetos into her bath water and took a bath in it. Why? No one knows. What was Okay. Does she know? What was her goal here? This person posted this video. The caption just says, oh my God, so needed after this stressful day. And it's this video of her in a bath with Cheetos. And everyone's like going crazy. I'm like, what is this? Do that you, is either like that is either such high concept comedy or just the weirdest thing. I know it's it's one or the other. I don't know which one it is. Oh, that's so weird. What is she drinking? It looks like it's like as red as the no, Cheetos. No one, no, no one knows what she's drinking either. It's just a, a mystery. I'm really scared that it's bath water. <laughs> Bright reds. It's a bath of Cheetos. It's so gross. And it's like, yeah, so pretty much everyone's just like, um, I have so many questions. <laughs> How many Costco sized bags of hot Cheetos are in there? How did you clean that? <laughs> oh, that's a valid one. Um, and did you notice a difference in your skin later on? <laughs> Somebody like, oh, like, is this a fat? Is this like an actual like, skincare tip? Just like I feel like that would be very, I don't know, irritating and weird that the, the seasoning, right? Like ba- essentially bathing in salt. And what? What, what are, if that what just dry you hot out? Cheetos. I never eat those. It's I like spicy. Know. Yeah, stuff. they're spicy. Like what? It's like taking a bath. I don't in want my chili those pepper. near like, any you, like mucus membranes. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's what, <laughs> that's what I'm getting. At. Like you want to submerge yourself into like a uh, bath just, of. It's just bizarre. Seems almost dangerous. I, it, okay, if that person's a comedian, like that's it's hilarious. Some highbrow humor, like I said, but if it is, if it's anything but, I have so many concerns. <laughs> Me too. But it's like, I think she's done it before. I mean, the caption's like, I so needed this after a stressful day. Like, like this person just does. This I needed all the one time. of my hot Cheeto baths. Yeah, like that's what it, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. It's just, yeah, I don't know, but that's going viral, so look that up and see people's reactions and laugh and be confused like the rest of us. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Yeah. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Nick News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News and on Twitter at, at News. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.